Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest episode of the Metabolism and Menopause podcast. My name is Stephanie, and I am your host and CEO of Vitality OET. We are a women's nutrition, health, and fitness company that focuses predominantly on women's hormones, particularly as they start going through perimenopause and onwards. We know that during this time in your life, so many things happen. You start experiencing hot flashes, night sweats, irritability, brain fog, and weight gain around the middle that seems to have come out overnight out of absolutely nowhere despite you not changing anything. So you go back to cutting calories, cutting carbs, doing a bunch of cardio, all the things that you used to do to lose weight, yet nothing seems to work anymore. In fact, the scale sometimes goes in the opposite direction and you just end up feeling worse. But we know now that your body is inherently different than what was prior to these hormonal changes. So our mission here is to teach women about how their bodies change during this time in their life so you can finally reach your health and fitness goals, feel in control and at home in your body again, live a life full of vitality, and really understand how to take care of this new body of yours. So it's December, you guys. Super exciting. Whatever holidays that you celebrate around this time of year, they're coming up and it is super exciting. Um, and I know people are already thinking about like January. I'm just going to do whatever I want right now until January hits and that's when I'll start. However, I think it's really important to note that most people gain anywhere from like eight to seven or seven to eight pounds over the holidays, and it takes up until March or even May to try and lose that weight. So then you're starting backwards. You know, you're not setting yourself up for success for a great 2024. So what I really want to talk about on this podcast episode in particular is the three steps to really start getting into your menopause fat loss journey, what you can do, nothing extreme to really set yourself up for success for 2024. I know this time of year, things can be really overwhelming. It seems like you're rushing around everywhere. You're traveling like crazy. You've got holiday parties and it can feel really, really tough to quote unquote, stay on track. Or it's really easy to be like, ah, screw it. I'm just going to take these last three months of the year and just wing it. Whatever happens, happens. And then in January, I'll start fresh, but I'm telling you that's a huge mistake. Um, so I'm going to go over the three things to really start doing, to start focusing on. But I do want to mention that there has been a lot of people that are struggling and are telling me these things. So we decided impromptu to launch a 14-day mini challenge to just help you stay on track over the holiday season without feeling ashamed of having your favorite treats. You're not feeling deprived, keeping it super simple, making sure it's not time-consuming to really help you set up again for that wonderful 2024. Um, there's going to be prizes in this as well. So you could win a Starbucks gift card who doesn't love those red cups this time of year. Um, an Amazon gift card. You can get 12 months of exercise programming, um, a customized 12 week custom macro plan to take you from January all the way through the end of March to really set you up for a good solid 2024. And of course, many, many more things. Um, if you want to get started with that, there is a link and more information in the show notes for you as well. Um, but make sure this is a great opportunity and it's going to be really fun. Uh, we did something like this similar over the summertime that was a huge hit and people saw a lot of great changes. So we want to do something super simple, su super easy over the holiday season. So now let's get into the meat and potatoes of how to really start your menopause fat loss journey. So nutrition can be incredibly overwhelming. Everywhere you look, there's contradictions as to what works, what doesn't work, what you should do, what you shouldn't do, and what works for one person might not work for the other. Um, then we toss perimenopause and menopause into the mix, and the only real words to describe this are desperation, overwhelm, feeling hopeless, 
because what worked for Susie didn't work for you. And then Cindy's telling you to do something else. Um, and it can be really, really frustrating. But again, you also have to think of who is giving you this advice. Um, would you go to them for other health and fitness advice? Would they be able to tell you how it's affecting your hormones, how it's affecting your metabolism? Do they understand how the body actually works? So that's always a nice little tip that I like to give people when they start trying to take advice from people. What are their credentials? Where are they getting their information from? It's really important. So again, today what I want to talk about is the first steps to moving in the right direction. Explain the why behind it all, because I think that's something that gets grossly overlooked. You're just hopping on any bandwagon and taking anyone's advice, but you don't understand the why. So we're going to look into that as well here. So what I'm going to do first is I'm going to give you an example of a conversation we have on regular basis through Messenger or free consultation calls that we do. And those consultation calls, I want to make them very clear. They're not sales calls whatsoever. Women who utilize these and um, jump the gun and kind of, you know, take advantage of this opportunity. They are just a one-time call with a member of our team to help you figure out why you are struggling and give you nutritional and lifestyle guidelines specific for you so you can address the root cause of your problems. There is zero pressure to talk about coaching on those calls whatsoever. We just want to help women like you feel heard, feel validated, understand that you're not going crazy, that what you are feeling is in fact happening and give you realistic guidelines so that you no longer feel hopeless and you can start moving in the right direction. So here's kind of how it goes down. We do like a full inventory of where you currently are and what your past looks like in all areas of your life. And this is because the body's accumulation of everything that you have gone through up until this very moment in time. So in order for you to be successful and get a customized plan from us, we need to really understand your body, your mind, everything. So we cover your past and current exercise and activity, your past and current sleep, energy, digestion, your stressors, traumas, diets, weight fluctuations, hormonal changes and symptoms, literally everything. Like we ask you everything. And we ask about your current food intake. And this is step number one, because what gets measured gets managed. So this is step number one of really starting that menopause fat loss journey. So here's what the conversation typically goes like. Hey, Lori, what does a typical day of food intake look like for you from when you wake up until you go to bed? Tell me everything. And this is typically the response that I'm going to get. And it might sound similar to what you have maybe said to me or what your response would be like. Well, sometimes I have breakfast. Sometimes I don't. I always have coffee. If I eat, I sometimes have a bagel or maybe I'll stop at Starbucks and get some egg bites. Other days, I'll just have overnight oats um, or I'll just have a snack when I'm rushing out the door. Sometimes I'll have a snack um, between breakfast and lunch if I have breakfast or lunch because sometimes I skip lunch or I work through lunch because it gets busy. Um, but typically, there's not much of a morning snack, just sometimes if I'm hungry. I go to work out um, and then I go to work. Lunch is then usually a salad with some salmon or chicken. But sometimes I eat takeout or I'll go for lunch with the women at the office um, or I'll bring leftovers from home, which, you know, is like everything, like a little bit of everything. Then I might have a donut at the office or chocolate or someone brings treats, you know, something like that. Um, I'll come home, snack while I'm cooking. Maybe I'll grab some chocolate chips out of the pantry or some chips or I'll have like dip or salsa with my chips. Sometimes I'll have crackers, popcorn. Um, maybe I'll have a glass of wine. It really just varies on the day. Supper can be anything, tacos, spaghetti, 
meat and potatoes. I'll typically try to have some veggies. Um, and at nighttime, I typically want something sweet. So I might dip into like some ice cream or chocolate or things like that. Now, this sounds pretty typical for most people. And this is a very similar story that I get very often. But depending on the day, that could easily be 2,700 calories. That could also be 1,000 calories. I have no idea where your protein intake because you don't. I don't know your portion sizes. But if you're skipping meals, I'm guessing you're probably going to be on the low protein intake side. So truth is, despite you telling me everything, I actually have no idea where your average food intake is. And if I can't figure that out, I doubt you know too. So this is why tracking is so important. Track your food. So step number one. And this doesn't mean this is something you got to do forever because, again, what gets measured gets managed because we have no idea what we're putting into our bodies otherwise. If you're not actively tracking your habits or your food intake or behaviors that you're trying to change, good luck actually trying to improve on them. You can say like, oh, I'm working on getting more protein. But are you actually getting more protein? How do you know? You don't know if you don't measure. So I know a lot of women get like triggered by this. They have a big aversion for tracking food because they are so scared that they'll have to do it forever. That's going to create a poor relationship with food. Um, That's going to take too much time. But these sound a lot of excuse, like excuses as opposed to thinking of, hey, this could actually be really helpful in the short term to help me be more aware of my choices, to be more mindful about what I'm putting in my body. It could actually help me have a better relationship with food because I'm not tracking how little I can possibly eat, but making sure that I'm eating consistently and that I'm eating enough food, um, being aware that this could like some foods could cause some cravings or lack of energy. I can have my cake and eat it too. I just got to account for it. Um, So you also might think it might be time consuming at the beginning. And at the beginning it can be, but it's a skill that you're trying to develop. Um, It's going to take some time. So just like learning to knit or to shoot a basketball, for example. At first, it's going to take a lot of concentration to knit. Like if I were to try to knit something now, I would have to, A, have someone teach me how to do it. I would be very slow right? I would likely make some mistakes and have to go back and fix things. It's going to take me a long time. But with practice, I don't have to think as much about over, under, through all the things that you got to do with knitting. I will get quicker at doing it. I won't be making as many mistakes. It'll come more naturally and I almost won't have to think about it. Same with shooting a basketball. The first time that you're shooting a basketball, you might be thinking about, okay, like alignment of my forearm. Am I washing the ball in the hoop? Are my knees bent? Um, do, am I following through at the end? And the more you practice, the more accurate you're going to get, right? You're going to be better at that skill, but you're also not going to have to think about it as much. You're not going to be thinking about bending your knees. You're not going to be thinking about the follow through. It becomes more natural. And the same thing comes with tracking food, but we don't give ourselves enough time to actually learn that because we're so like, mm, nope, time too time consuming. But anything is time-consuming when we're just learning. So you have to realize that this is a learning process and it's going to take some time and that's going to be okay. It's it's the same with the tracking stuff. Like it's going to take time to learn how to measure and weigh foods. It's going to take time to understand what serving sizes look like, um, creating your own database of recipes and meals that you save. And then that makes things quicker in the future. Um, but again, it's not just going to happen overnight. You're not just going to – I'm not going to pick up a pair of knitting needles tomorrow and become super quick and amazing and being able to do all this fancy stuff knitting. It doesn't work that way. So now that we've already thrown away the I don't want to track forever, I'm going to have a bad relationship with food, I don't have time, 
those excuses are already now invalidated. We know that's going to take practice and it can actually really help you with your relationship with food, being aware of the kinds of foods that you're eating and realizing you can fit everything that you want to eat, um, learning how to eat. You're not trying to eat as little as possible and that you don't have to track forever. So now what's next? Let's say you've tracked your food now because a lot of women will typically, I'll tell them, I need you to track because I have no idea where things are falling. Like I have an idea of where I want you to be based on all the history we did, but I need to get a better idea of where you are now because let's say I tell you to increase your calories. If I get you to increase your calories by 800, you're going to get constipated. You're going to get bloated. You're not going to feel good. The scale is going to go up because that's a very big jump. Whereas, or if I increase too little, we might not see any changes or, you know, like we have to allow your body time to adapt. So I need to know where you're at so I can give you the proper changes to do slowly so that you don't have any adverse side effects. This is really important. So you've tracked for a bit. So step two is now assessing things. You are just collecting data. There's, it's just like a science experiment. There's no emotion attached to the numbers of calories, the carbs, the protein, the fat. They don't, they don't mean anything. I'm not judging how much you're eating in those. I'm looking at these numbers to help determine, are you getting enough of what you need for your body to thrive, for you to function properly, to for you to feel good and to get your metabolism hormones in the right position? There is no negative connotations to any single number that you are going to log. And I mean, I, I eat treats. I love my pecan pie this time of year. It's my favorite thing to indulge in. If you bring me a donut, you best believe I'm going to eat it. It's, it's just data. And I am a true science nerd. I love reading studies. I love learning. I loved doing research studies when I was in grad school and comparing the data in grad school and really understanding what all of it meant. The thing that I hated in grad school was writing the grants, writing the papers, because it was like, oh, cool. I did the experiment and got the results. Love this. I learned so much. I don't want to do anything else. So that part was too dry for me, but this is like who I am at heart. And I think more people have to kind of understand that tracking food is just like that. It's exactly what you're doing. You're just collecting data so you can get a better idea of the full picture of what you're actually doing, when, and how often. And then we can do step two, which is assessing this data. So I know that sounds super boring, but let me give you an example because you can track all you want, right? But what's the point of tracking if you don't actually look at it? Like what is the purpose of your tracking right now? How many of you log your food and then you never look back at it. Most people do that. What's the point? You are doing something just for the sake of doing something. So for example, in our coaching program, what we do is we have a tracker that we get clients to punch in their numbers from their app, their calories, their protein, their things like that. It takes like literally 30 seconds um, and it will calculate their weekly averages for them. And we have weekly goals for them. And if they stay in a 100 calorie range, that square is gonna light up green. If they go outside of it, it's going to go yellow. And if they go really outside of it, it's going to go red. And what this shows you is, are you hitting your goals consistently? What are you struggling with the most? When you are falling out of that range, why is that happening? When you do hit your goals, what's happening there? What can we replicate from those days where you hit green to the days that you're struggling? What's the difference between those days so we can replicate your wins to help you become more consistent? We can then help you also figure out like what kind of foods we need to hit. If there's like consistently, we're just not hitting protein, for example. Okay, what kind of things 
can we encourage you to do? Is it changing your protein serving sizes? Is it incorporating more snacks? Like, what does that look like? It helps us help you. Um, and then, of course, is there things that weren't actually food-wise, like items that helped you reach your goals? So was it you actually planned your suppers for the week? Was it that you cut up veggies on hand? Um, was it that you had like high protein snacks just in your car that week? What are the things that are helping you be successful? If you're not looking back at this data, there's really no point in collecting it because you're like, ah, didn't hit my, didn't hit my goals. I'll just do it again tomorrow. Oh, didn't hit my goals. I'll just try again tomorrow. Oh, didn't hit my goals. I'll just try again tomorrow. Does that not sound like a lot of you? You just quote unquote, keep trying, but you're not actually assessing anything to figure out what's preventing you from hitting that goals. And when you are hitting the goals, what's helping you get that goal? We can also help you see um, if there's certain foods or things that are causing you to be bloated, for example, because clients will make a note of that. And then you can go back and look at things that you ate. Was there anything different? Maybe there was more stress that day. Maybe you skipped a meal that day. Maybe your fiber or protein was way higher or way lower than typical. Um, maybe there was more salt in your food. So it gives us something to review to help you improve week to week and to learn how to eat to help you understand how other things influence your eating patterns, like maybe it's going out or traveling or whatever it may be, and ultimately sets you up for success long term. So again, if you are just have these arbitrary goals that you're aiming for, but you're not looking back and seeing if you're hitting them consistently and asking yourself why, what's the point? Because then you just keep trying every day, trying every day, trying every day, but you're not actually like learning or planning or doing something proactively to really help you. So Yes, you want to track to figure out what you're doing because what gets measured gets managed, but you have to do something with that data as well. And then step three, this is a big one, everyone. You need to determine why you are struggling with your weight. So we've figured out if you're being consistent or not. We've figured out how, like where your weekly averages are, if you're hitting protein, we've you're tracking now, that's great. But now we also have to figure out why are you struggling? This is a question people do not ask um, or dig into enough. You might be struggling with weight gain or weight loss resistance, and that's not something you need to quote unquote fix. That is, you see, the real thing is that with weight gain or weight loss resistance, it's a symptom of something else happening in your body. And until you address what that symptom is or what that cause is that's causing these symptoms of weight loss resistance or weight gain, you are always going to struggle. And this is why the detox teas and the fad diets and the fat burners and all these things that I see on social media all the time, we're not addressing the root cause of your issues. So what are the possible causes of your weight gain and weight loss? I'll tell you, it's not just age. That's just, that's not true because otherwise everyone would hit a certain age and they would be hooped. So there's other things mechanistically going on in your body that are causing weight loss resistance or weight gain. And there's a lot of things that can influence your inability to lose weight, like poor quality sleep, inflammation, yo-yo dieting, chronic dieting, eating too little for too long, hormonal imbalances with estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, DHEA, low thyroid function, poor blood sugar regulation, poor gut health, your cortisol levels, poor sleep, all of these things are then going to impact your metabolism by slowing it down, which means your body just sucks at burning calories, making it really hard to lose weight. But when we look at that list of things, 
what comes first? Because everything affects everything, right? So like chronic dieting and yo-yo dieting slows down your metabolism and increases cortisol because our body's always trying to um, figure out calories in, calories out, right? Or poor gut health increases inflammation, which increases cortisol and slows down your metabolism, but also inflammation can cause poor gut health. So there's a lot of things here. We could have struggling with sleep because you're not eating enough food or eating enough carbs, right? That's going to increase your inflammation as well. That's going to lead to blood sugar issues leading to weight loss resistance and a slower metabolism. High cortisol is going to slow down your thyroid function, which means your body burns less calories at rest, making it really hard to lose weight. Um, Estrogen goes down during perimenopause and menopause naturally. So we're going to have a harder time building and maintaining muscle mass. It's a lot easier for cortisol to go up, which also breaks down muscle mass, which is also going to influence your metabolism to slow down. So you can see there's a ton of things, and now you're probably super overwhelmed, and I get that. But here's why. It's because no one has connected the dots as to what's your root cause, the why to all of your symptoms. People are not addressing the why. So of course you're going to be overwhelmed because you don't understand why your body's doing what it's doing, why you're struggling with weight gain, you're tracking and trying to eat as little as possible. No. That's not, that's not helpful. And then everyone always says this, this little lie to you guys, especially once you start going through perimenopause and menopause is this is normal. This is aging. This is how it is now. You'll get past it. No, I am not accepting that response from anyone. And I do not care who they are. This is why we do multiple health assessments for you when you come to the program to really get to know you, your life what your body is going through and the symptoms that it is emitting and figuring out what the cause of those are. Because if you don't address the root cause, you will not get anywhere. So for those people who are not our clients, we have this wonderful thing called the free metabolism menopause quiz. Um, We created it because there is so much overwhelm and women are so confused and they have no idea what's going on in their body. They didn't even understand perimenopause, right? So We created this specifically to help you identify why you can't lose weight and more importantly, the steps on how to fix it. And the quiz will help you with this. The quiz for the show notes is in the link below. And again, I know this stuff can be super overwhelming. So I just want to go over like the basis for you of what to do moving forward because I know now you're probably feeling overwhelmed. I never want you to leave here feeling overwhelmed. I want you to feel hope and that you know that you're going to be able to do this. So one, track your food. Very important. If you can, use an app like MyFitnessPal or MyNetDiary. Those are great ones. Um, Assess what you're tracking. Don't just track and forget about it. Are you consistently hitting your goals? Where are you falling? Um, You can make an Excel spreadsheet or something like that if you want to help you with that because the apps typically won't give you a weekly average. Um, Three, figuring out what is causing your weight loss resistance and weight gain. Again, we can help with that. You can take the quiz. Um, that is linked in the show notes, or you can book a consultation call and we can do it in real time via Zoom, which some people like because they can ask questions in real time with us. Um, And then step four is create and follow a plan, which again, we do through the quiz or the consultation call, whatever you prefer. Again, both are in those show notes here for you. And again, I want to be super, super, super clear here. 
Consultation calls are not sales calls. They are just a one-time call with a member of our team to help you figure out why you are struggling and how to address it, okay? Get to those root causes of your problems. There is no pressure to talk about coaching whatsoever. We just want to help you finally feel heard, validated, and give you realistic guidelines so you can start moving in the right direction without feeling super helpless and unheard anymore. Um, And again, lastly, we're doing that 14-day mini challenge. I'm super excited about it. We had lots of fun the last time we did something like this. Again, you could win a Starbucks gift card, an Amazon gift card, 12 months of exercise programming, a customized uh, macro plan, and so much more. Head to the show notes to sign up for that. It starts December 11th. Um, It's just 14 days, short and sweet, to really help keep things simple. It's not time-consuming just to help you stay on track over the holidays, um, and that way you're not feeling overwhelmed. Have a wonderful rest of your day, you guys. It's so great to be able to do these, and I will talk to you soon. Bye.